okay and we are recording welcome listeners i should probably record like a whole intro so i don't have to do this every time but anyway welcome hello thanks for tuning in that is isaac pfeiffer on line two on the mic um not pfeiffer as michelle pfeiffer pfeiffer Hard P. Hard P. That's right. Hard P over here. Well, thank you for joining me, Isaac. My pleasure. As you may have heard, it is Gay Guy Week on Al Anonymous. Perfect. I'm just kidding. It's something <laughs> I made up as a joke. I'm starting it right yeah. now. I, I mean, my joke was to start auditioning all the gay guys that I know so I can get someone on the second I, I like gay week like shark week yeah gay, gay all, guy week. all podcasters have gay guy week mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's just like a marathon of gay guys anyway um gay guy number one line two hard pay mm-hmm. isaac isaac is here today because a friend of a fr- no a friend i heard through the grapevine that Isaac decided to go sober this week. Yes, for one full week. One full week. Can you believe it? So when I caught wind of this news, I reached out to Isaac and was like, do you want to be on my podcast and talk about your week of sobriety? Yeah. And you agreed. I agreed. I thought it would be fun. Yeah. And here we are. And that's what we're going to do. So, Isaac... What made you decide to take this week and go sober? It was sort of a gradual realization that my body felt like shit a lot. I felt like I had aged like 10 years over the span of like a month, I would say, and I don't know. Things that were sort of like weekly indulgences became like nightly indulgences. And it became Mm -hmm. this thing where like I just felt like shit all the time. And I had this question just like I, I wanted to like do a sort of reconnaissance mission on my own body and see like how much control I had mm-hmm. over this sort of new development because I'm not... I'm generally not like an immoderate person. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I've never really ever felt concerned about like before my, this month, this yeah. realization of your body. This yeah, month. this is like a new thing, and I think it's related to like life under late quarantine or late hopefully quarantine. Late, I'm calling it late quarantine. Wow, I it, hope so. It feels like late quarantine toward the end. I is there an end in sight? I don't know. I don't know. It feels late. It doesn't feel early. I mean, it's not early anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who knows how long it'll go. Good Lord. Well, we are social distancing, which is good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So nightly. So it went from weekly indulgences. So drink booze and drugs or just booze or I mean. For me, it was um, booze, drugs, and cigarettes and it was actually kind of the cigarettes strangely that made me really start questioning my behavior because 
I don't know, like you can feel the effects of cigarettes, like you, on your lungs. You really can. And I was always the type of person who I would like buy, you know, some cigarettes, and it would last like a week because mm-hmm. I would only, you know, have two or three like every other night hanging out with like right. people. Um, and then I just found that like I would buy a pack for the night, and it would be gone by the morning. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and I'm just. I developed like a smoker's cough and I never, Well, ever, smoker's cough comes when you quit, yeah, but it's still, I, I never ever like predicted same. that from myself. Yeah. And so then and <laughs> through realizing that I was also like, Oh, I'm also like drinking way more than I've ever been drinking. And I've been doing way more drugs than I've ever done. And the fact that I started just questioning it, I just wanted to see like, could I stop if I wanted to? Mm-hmm. And I think it would just be good information to know one way or the other. Absolutely. Like if if I like couldn't get through this week without it, you know, if this was unbearable for me, then I that's like important Absolutely. information for me to know. When I when I was uh, still drinking, the thought of going three days without drinking to me was like impossible. There's like yeah. no way. There was no way in hell. Um, but I, I knew I've always been an alcoholic and mm. I just like, wasn't ready to go all in yet. Right. But, um, I've tried to like take a week off so many times, mm-hmm. not to like mm-hmm. discourage you. Um, what day are you on? Yeah. Um, I think I'm on day three to four. Oh de- my God. Depending on whether I'm counting the first day, which I guess I'm not. So here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> go on. So Please I was explain. like, I was just like, I'm going to go a full week with like, you know, no alcohol, no cigarettes, no drugs, except maybe weed, which I haven't been doing anyways. But, um, I mean, so the, that's the, fir- the very, sober. yeah. So the very first night I sort of tempted myself into a beer at the end of the day it was just a beer you were able to drink I drank a beer and it's not like the next thing I knew I was like like blackout wasted Mm -hmm. you know like I had a beer and I was able to like stop after one yeah so that's pretty that's a feat the self-control is there it was it's really, I think at this point, it's just like, I need to give my body a break. And I just wanted to be sure that you can do that, it. Like I wasn't developing some sort of issue. Cause this is pretty new for me. Cause there have been, I guess, sort of recent developments in my life that has made, I guess, reckless behavior just more tempting or enjoyable and do you think it's because um do you think that like the summertime or quarantine yeah, or it's so many things yeah I was, definitely I was, I was like trying to th- think i was like thinking it all over before we started talking because i was like what am i gonna have to say about like a week of sobriety there's um, so much to be said yeah there about really a week is for me um yeah it's a combination of like summertime um and fun like people want to have like fun yeah, I was, and do so, drugs so and be I was, carefree okay, yeah so i was thinking about i think there are two factors the first one is like on a more personal level and then the second one 
I was thinking on a more like macro scale. Mm-hmm. I guess personally, like, um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but quarantine <laughs> has been a real fucking yeah fucking journey, man. Yeah, I I know sub- maintaining sobriety for so many people has been yeah really hard. Well, I, I I just feel like well, first of all, it's gone on fucking forever. Yeah, it's been like a year um, now. I can't. It's hard to like even imagine like before this time, <laughs> and like I was just talking to somebody about how like. Everybody's sense of chronology is so whack. And and I think of this whole time in terms of like these weird little micro eras of like, mm-hmm. oh, the few weeks when like the fireworks would never stop. Oh my God, or yeah. like that one week of curfew or Damn. or like the first two weeks were of like pan you know, like the whole like thing, it all bleeds together, but there are these little like micro eras. And there yeah. were, and there were also just different. Like I was in totally different states of mind throughout all of it. Like it, it start like lockdown started on my birthday. I was I like yeah. had a like a birthday party planned. It was sort of corny. It was like quarantine themed before quarantine was like a thing. Yeah, um, I had to cancel it like literally last that, minute because yeah, I not totally out of fear of like everybody getting COVID, but more. It was the law. Well, de Blasio hadn't locked it down yet, but I knew that, like, I wouldn't be able to, like, the level of, like, yeah, yeah, the shame. Yeah. Like, like, it would be, it would be this sort of, like, disgraceful Mm -hmm. thing. So I'm, like, I don't want my birthday to be, like, this sort of, like, black mark Because people do have been shaming so that yeah Which I, I really I wanted to talk about that with yeah. myself i mean like of course i think everyone should like be respectful and like mindful and just like do mm. like the bare minimum which is like wearing a mask and shows yeah respect and, uh, but yeah, i think yeah. shaming other people i it's so prevalent it's kind of like this is a new thing for everyone uh-huh. and no one really knows what you're supposed well, to do or yeah. like I w- that is the other thing that's the macro level stuff that mm-hmm. I wanted to get into because it's I find it pretty interesting like on a personal level like I I don't think I realized how much quarantine like really affected me like because I because th- everybody was sort of going insane. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, like people were having panic attacks who yeah. like had never had panic attacks before. Yeah, I like there were some like kind of good things about it. I would say, like, well, first of all, I like totally lost the ability to like read books or even watch movies. Like, I couldn't find enjoyment in those like basic yeah. things. Um, so I just spent a lot of time like either reading the news constantly which oh, yes. sucked yeah. or <laughs> reading twitter constantly which also sucks same thing um bad yeah um i was able to paint and listen to music that was like the one thing i was able to do and that, that kind was. of ruled because it, it was the one thing where i it was it's a specific kind of concentration that it's sort of like an you like turn your brain 
off. Yeah, yeah. But you also like are concentrating really hard. So it's just this perfect way of like passing the doldrum of like yeah quarantine when um you know there's nothing else to do and I couldn't I don't know. That's also I, an example of practicing mindfulness. Right. It, it worked for me. I it's found nice. it's I, so I, nice. I found something that really worked for me at that time. Um, uh, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So there came a point when I think people became a little more lenient more lenient and more willing to like meet up and mm-hmm. and like it was have right after the it was like George Floyd protest and we were just like fuck right, this right, we are right, right. doing this and i think that was that segued into people being yeah. a little and also like summertime you know we i remember back in january everyone was like my summer is not being taken away by yeah, this yeah, like yeah. disease you know right. Yeah. I remember just people having that attitude, like, right. from the get. I, I think once people sort of, like, decided that it was, like, okay to, like, have some degree of fun. Mm-hmm. But also I, that, keep it well, a secret, Yeah, you, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I sort of realized, I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm, I was having such horrible, horrible, like, social anxiety I had gotten so used to, like, I guess the quarantine lifestyle. Right, but not seeing anyone. Yeah, I felt like I had, like, just forgotten how to interact with people, which... Right, and then, of course, the booze and, al- or yeah. the booze and drugs makes it easier exactly. to, like, be around so people. so that was, like, initially, I was like, I have to get fucked up, because, right. like, I, you know, and you just it have... You so also, yeah. Um, Damn, I haven't I, thought of that. Yeah, and, and then I... um. I, I had started seeing like an analyst like right before lockdown started. Like we had had one like in person session and yeah. then immediately same lockdown with my happened. therapist. So then we like you know it was like a weekly phone call, uh-huh. which don't well my, from my experience it's like nothing. Yeah, but go on. <laughs> well, I became frustrated. So every week I would like look forward to this mm-hmm, appointment because mm-hmm. I was like, first of all, it sort of like marked some sort of like continuity. It was yep, like it was like, like a week kind has of officially routine. gone by. Right, it was like a way of time. sort of marking your calendar. Yeah. Um, wow. And there was also <laughs> the hope like, uh, I mean, it was also like one of the rare like instances of like social interaction, mm-hmm. you know? So I looked forward to it always sort of with the hope that like, I was going to have some sort of like breakthrough. Yeah. Or like figure out a yeah. way to fix your life or like just like yeah. one piece of sound advice yes. to like immediately yes. fix something because for I, the week. I had a very, I like went in there with a very specific goal, which looking back now, it's like obviously an unrealistic goal. Cause it basically amounts to like, I want to radically and completely change yeah. myself like in every imaginable way. And like, yeah. shouldn't that be, doable like can't you cure me of well it does start in the body as you may have learned Um, these past few uh, days of sobriety yeah i i really wanted to basically deal with like this lifelong issue of of social anxiety i would say it's like has been amongst like the most definitive aspects of my life isaac i didn't know that about you people are often surprised yeah. and then I in turn am surprised because 
I mean, it's it's very you're quite, a good actor. It, it it's it can get very severe. <laughs> I think people who know me very well know when it's happening because I sort of just get really really quiet because I physically can't talk, and then pe- that's when people start being like. Oh, Isaac, you're so quiet. Oh. And I'm like, I literally, like, I physically cannot talk. Oh um, my God. I'm so sorry. That makes me it's, so it's, sad. It's mostly, well, it's mostly a group thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm much, like, I am fine, like, going on a date with a stranger or, like, mm-hmm. having a one on one conversation with you podcast. is much easier. Like, when it's like a group situation, which is which like, it usually, usually is. is in, which it usually in is. York, it's like yeah. very, I don't know. I've had a lifelong problem with it. It's This is why I kind of went to therapy. I was like, fix me. Like, I want right. to be able to, like, go out and, like, have fun and not feel this way. That is a really deep-rooted thing to try to yeah. fix. And, and I think quarantine, like, really exacerbated For sure. all of it in a way I didn't realize it because it was finally actually sort of this socially acceptable excuse to, like, shut yourself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I loved quarantine. Yeah. I can't wait to do it again. Um, and then once I, I like, but I was, there was also this desire to like emerge. And once I started doing that, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm so miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I, <laughs> my, and so then I like sought out um, antidepressant, which. Oh, you did? Yes. Which one? Uh, Lexapro. Lexapro. Yeah. That, so that what, what ended too. up happening was like, the weeks would go by and I just found I would have keep having the same conversation with my shrink over and over and over again. And I'm, I just was just like, there's no intellectualizing my way out of this problem. Like I know what the problem is very well. Yeah. And yeah. I, like there's no amount of talking that's going to do anything about it. Yeah. That's the worst thing um, to realize. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks when you realize <laughs> it has to come from within. You. Yeah. I was, I was like, I was like, okay. I, yeah, I reached this point where I was like, I'm just going to take these f- fucking drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helped. First of all, the effects were immediate. Yeah, they are. Um, I, because, you know, they say like, oh, you know, give it like two months or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, like literally I the that. next day, I was like, holy fuck fucking shit i was like i was like why did i wait so long to do this and that's like i mean there's material there for like a whole another hour of like why i didn't lexapro got rid of the anxiety for me immediately yes like the sense of doom that i would get when i woke up in the morning was gone yeah i was i i realized the first thing i noticed was that I stopped muttering to myself when I was alone, which is something I didn't even realize I did until I stopped doing it. Wait, do you miss doing it? Uh, no, not at all, because it was always very negative stuff. Oh. Like, when I was alone, basically I would get these intrusive, intrusive thoughts about, like, just some reason to, like, validate this paranoia that I had that, like, everybody hated me. And I, a thought would pop in my brain... And I would, and then I would like verbal. I would like verbally mutter something like, oh, "I'm gonna fucking kill myself," or like, "Oh, I'm such a piece of shit." Yeah. And I would. Nobody knows this about me because I would only ever do it yeah, when I was alone. alone. But, but like I did it a lot, and I didn't realize that until I stopped doing it. 
which in turn led me to realize like I stopped doing it because I stopped having, having those, those intrusive thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Wait, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. that- so this entire part of my brain had completely shut up. Oh my God. That's beautiful. Um, Lectopro story. Well, yeah. I, I'm a fan. There were, you know, there was side effects to deal with, but like for yeah. me, the trade off is a no brainer. Uh-huh. And I know people really like to talk about like the politics about like antidepressants and you know whether you know it's like oh it's a band-aid for like bigger systemic issues or like yeah it's big pharma is like is brainwashing us to be like sheep being led to the slaughter blah blah yeah blah. no i all the things I, and, I can see yeah and and these were sort of like thoughts i entertained a lot like before i decided to like take this treatment i mean it's literally you just I, take a pill take every a day pill. i was it reluctant be more to easy. all antidepressants for years yeah. and years and years and years i was just like i'm not doing that i'm not having yeah. them change my brain and yeah i'm not going to be funny anymore right I'm not gonna you, be there is this idea like, that like fuck big pharma that it, that it somehow numbs you or takes away some takes something away from you mm-hmm. but and, sometimes it takes away like the a piece that you don't need yeah yeah i mean in my experience i think this is what ultimately became like one of the reasons why i started like indulging in behavior that i hadn't before because i just felt much more free to like you wanted to quiet the negative intrusive thoughts with well i medication it's sort of paradoxical because I, I felt so much better um, just as a person. And I, I realized that basically every single one of my friends I had met in New York since I moved here three years ago had only like ever known me like really like struggling with this. And I felt like almost like I wanted to like reintroduce myself to everybody. Cause, yeah. Because I was like... Like a makeover yeah, for Yeah, because I would, I, would, I would like hang out with my friends and I would always leave just feeling like... Like they don't, they still like don't know like the real me, you know. Um, I mean, God bless all of my friends. I love them so much, but I did also feel like I don't know. Like I was excited to sort of just show a different side of myself, which was just a side that was more willing and able to just have a good time you right know? i mean it's it's hard yeah and now it's, it's so hard so to this force all, yourself yeah. to have a good time and it's coincided with like quarantine mm-hmm. so like what fun was there to be had you right. know and so what ended up happening was just sort of like you know this is and this is where we get into my little like macro analysis of everything that i yeah. was thinking about on the walk over here um one interesting thing about this whole situation we're in is that like the idea of like fun and excess has kind of retreated back into like the private sphere like you're like having your own fun like alone it it became a more it becomes a more personal like a more uh personal like a personally meaningful endeavor and i hate to say this but even there's something that feels almost like subversive or transgressive about it in an environment where 
um, like having fun or at least displaying it publicly became a source of like shame. Yeah. Or it yeah, became like there, there was a certain indignity and in, like, I don't know, demonstrating any form of enjoyment exactly. when we were all, no, totally. We were when all we were sort of like morally to be, obligated to, to be, be miserable. miserable. Yep. At first it was like, you know, during the early stages of the pandemic, you know, when it was just like, we were, everybody's so busy shaming like, everybody's behavior. And also, you know, everybody must understand like the gravity of the situation. Yeah. And so people, you know, like you weren't, you definitely could not, you know, show, you know, share photos of yourself on Instagram or whatever, like having a good time. Like, in fact, like my birthday, the day I canceled my party, but still I, I felt selfishly like, you know, I was like, well, it's my birthday and I'm mm-hmm. still allowed to have fun. So I like went out with just a few people and like we went to like 169 or something. Of course and, they like, were got open. Drunk. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and the next day I woke up and I was, and I like immediately deleted photos. All from, the I deleted all of the photos and I was like, I can't believe I was so selfish to fucking do that. Like I'm never going to live this down. Like, oh my God. So that just started. That the was like the start of the era me. of like shame. Yeah. And where you you just like weren't allowed. I mean, you were allowed to have fun, but, but you weren't but you, allowed to. But you had to pretend people. like you weren't having it's fun. It's not that fun. And, and it's like shit was so fucked up. I mean, to me, so last night I was reading about um, like the underground club and rape scene that like started up in Belgrade during like the war in the Balkans. Whoa, cool. And I like the situation is a little different, but yeah, but like the literature you read about that, it's, you know, the fact that people sort of like were having like illegal parties like mm-hmm. during wartime. That's like, so it's, cool. Now it's, like, it's written, it's, yeah, it's written in like this very sort of like, you know, like transgressive, like, it's it's not, these people aren't, it's aren't like prohibition yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these people were like providing something essential right. during yeah, a no, time absolutely. when it was most needed, which is just like, to let, to during the darkest times, like, not be miserable. People found a way to have, to have fun you want to find light in the darkness and I, I was just kind of thinking of that sort of in parallel um I mean social media I remember I mean there could also be a whole nother episode about like people's addictive relationships with social media god knows I could go on Jesus, forever about yes, that so can I but like social media changed immediately with first with the pandemic uh-huh. um it really got quiet you know yeah and then because one you're, no one's having fun and you're nobody, not allowed to post nobody's having fun, fun and <laughs> to have fun was seen Tattoo. as this very libertine like like just uncouth mm-hmm. disreputable it was bad it was bad like you just couldn't You're be seen to be having fun or, or there's something morally wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes you question Very like real. why, like, but also like, why do we need t- to begin with? Why do we need to like p- show the world how much fun we're having on social media anyways? True. So it Good like point. sort of opens up that whole question. Good point. Um, and I think that's why I've been having, you know, secret fun. Uh-huh. Is that like, it's, 
that element is removed. Like, I, there's no performance of fun. Right. There's right. just this it's just seek, true you're just sort of living in the moment. No yeah, phones. A, as an act of just trying to like, like shit is bad. Yeah. And 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 now I don't know. I feel like I'm more inclined to have a good time because the fun I seek out is more about connecting with people and less about showing the world how much fun I'm having. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a um, really nice thing to come out of. Yeah. It, 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 it happened again also in June during um, like the protests, the protests and stuff. where changed social media. Social media once again drastically changed. And I'm not saying this to like diminish like all of the problems that, you know, the protests and stuff were diminishing, but like it became another sort of instance where like you weren't allowed to post, to anything. post anything that wasn't a sort of like millennial pink infographic about like how aware of the situation you are, which yeah. to me, like, I don't, I don't blame people. I mean, I, 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 I think it's in questionable views. taste in the way that, somebody might think it's would be questionable for somebody to like post a selfie during all of it, which right. is basic. And which is basically to say, like, I don't think like these giant tech platforms are the friends people right. <laughs> want them to be like during all this entire pandemic. Like these are the people who have made, you know, a <laughs> trillion dollars. Money. Yeah. So they're yeah. not, it just, to me, it seemed like, and like spreading like these infographics on like yeah. how woke you, and like how to like yeah and I'm like on these platforms I've and I'm like I understand like people want to like show what side they're on and they want but at the end of the day it's like these are these Instagram is not your friend Instagram is not a revolutionary tool Instagram Mark Zuckerberg has just like doubled his net worth through all of this um, I just think it's silly to be shaming like. I lost, I literally lost friends over yeah. because I wasn't posting, um, like I wasn't posting stuff about, I just went fully quiet. I was like, uh -huh. this is, I, I don't feel like social media is necessarily the place to like litigate all of this. And I lost friends. No, totally. A lot that I've heard and I think, so many people. Yeah. I lost friends too. Yeah. So that sucked. But and, I yeah. do, can, I just want to say yeah, that I do on, think sorry. that, uh, Social media has been important during, you know, during the pandemic and this like time of civil unrest because it does spread information really fast or it spreads information to people who wouldn't otherwise like get it. Like when, when I post whatever on my Instagram, not my Finsta, it's mostly for like mm -hmm. people who don't, who don't like share the same views as I do you know it's for like right. the general public it's it's not right. so much like this is what side I'm on mm. it's more like this is a cop beating the shit out yeah. of a human and like I know like my parents only watch Fox News you know mm -hmm. so I mean I wouldn't post that on my again I I would send them the um the videos and the articles to them directly so they could see it. So I guess social media isn't that useful for that, but well, it felt like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I mean, addicted yeah. to posting yeah, on my yeah, yeah. fucking 
social media platforms. It, yeah. When I don't, people think I'm dead. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. It's like hard to opt out of. Um, it's the media landscape now. It is what it is. To me, it feels like, um, like you know, the what's it like the shepherd tone of it's like these two like it's like two like ascending scales like superimposed on each other and it sounds like it keeps going up and up and up and up and up uh-huh. and then you're just like waiting for like some sort of cathartic right release but it never comes like to me yeah. that's what like the media landscape right. feels like where it's like by design that we're you just all keep go- keep where it's like it's hard it. to imagine like where where social media is going to take us it just it and because in quarantine like we've never been more atomized in our lives and all of our like i don't know like the outside world for a while became like everybody's sense of the outside world came from like twitter twitter instagram or or just media in general yeah like i don't yeah i think like it's at this point it's hard to distinguish between like you know social media and what you would just call like the regular news. media. Yeah. But it's sort of like it by design it's by design it's like this it creates this feeling of like infinite escalation without ever with no possible like cathartic release. And I think that might be another sort of driver for people's I don't know excessive behavior during this time which is just like catharsis right. honestly for sure um it for just sure. it just you know um I don't know where I was really going with that no I I I, I understand where you're it's like Oh, you need a release. Like I, it's time. I'm, I'm having yeah. a drink. Like I have and gotten I, to a point yeah, where yeah. I'm just like, I, fuck it. I'm gonna exactly. have a drink, and then exactly. I, I like tell myself not exactly. to. But yeah, like there need. It's cathartic, and sometimes you just like want to like yeah. not be present and, for the, like, and the present yeah. that we're living right now because it's garbage. Uh-huh. And there's a sense of like, I don't know. This might be like far-fetched but like this idea of like wanting to sort of make your inner self match I guess how you feel about or like how the outer world feels which is like totally fragmented and crazy wow and there's no because like normally so like before all of this happened like basically my default feeling of like of waking up in the morning was like okay how am I gonna get my life together (laughs) how am I gonna get my shit together yeah and that question became meaningless because it was like what how do you get your life together under these circumstances Uh like uh like regular life like it's just a totally different question and so what might have before have like tempered you know, excessive behavior, which is this, you know, this drive to like this striving towards something that resembles like a person with their life together. Exactly. Yeah. Like that no longer became a concern. So it's like, well, I might as well just get as fuck fucked it. up yeah. as possible. And I think that was the mindset of yeah. so many people, yeah. like myself, everyone basically. But 
It's funny. It's weird. I I get what you're saying with matching your like uh, your inner person mm-hmm. with the outside reality, like the the fragmented, just like br- broken, like chaotic. No one knows. There's no end in sight um, situation. But I've I've found that um, the the most like sane and like grounded I've felt is like mm-hmm. building my own like sense of self and like yeah. a strong inner uh-huh. like voice like hanging out with myself and yes. like doing like my hobbies like when you're painting you know yeah. and I think. I think um yeah how what how did you go about doing but, that like that's, sober? to me that's where or 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 developing a sense of like cohesive self because I think like that's at its most abstract like why I went to therapy because uh-huh, like, yeah, I, I was yeah. just like I feel like everybody is like a person like a re- like and like and I'm like I don't know, like, my sense of self doesn't feel as strong as, like, how I see other people as being. That makes me so sad, Isaac, because I think you are so unique and, like, you have such a strong presence that is genuinely warm and nice Thank and you, interesting. Al. That's really And nice we were talking hear. before we started recording, I think you're a genius. I don't know about that but uh, i i feel like you might be a genius um <laughs> but so how i mean i still struggle the self i recently i was in bed for like two weeks unable to do anything because yeah. i've been so depressed and i i realized it was because i was relying on other people from for my happiness like mm-hmm. the person that i rely on the most was gone and he they are are leaving Mm -hmm. um and i kind of lost like a foundation of my happiness and then now i'm realizing that like again the strongest support of like being grounded is comes from within it's no other outside um yeah peace no person no place no thing it's like really within you and um so yeah i was like so so depressed Uh i couldn't do anything and i will i will say like i feel like weeks went by earlier on where like i literally did nothing yeah oh yeah no no no, same same i haven't responded to texts there are I like dropped the ball on so many things and now I'm just like scared to uh-huh. respond and deal with it. And it's just something that like, it's a part of my life. I, I mean, I don't want it to be a part of my life. I think I might need to change my antidepressants mm-hmm. or take them regularly. That, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, do yeah. that. I'm like, why do I feel my, like shit? Because uh, it's been three days since my, I've taken my, my so brother. Loft. Shout out to my brother if he's listening. Um, <laughs> he has been on antidepressants, and um, he, he'll he'll like sometimes, you know, start texting me in a way that to me is like very familiar, like, like oh you sound oh catching up on like or like, like or you or like wow you sound really depressed oh like that and yeah. then I and then I get and then I think like I, I, oh no like 
what's going on? And then I'll, and then he'll confess, like, he needs to be better about just like regularly taking the right. antidepressants. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, cause so I'm like, you're texting me and you sound exactly like how I sound to myself before mm-hmm. I started taking this medication. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I think I, I, I'm still like, this is all still very new to me. And I can't imagine like a future it's a journey. where you get used to it to the point where like you stop associating the new normal with medication. I mean, the way I look at it is that if you if you had a heart condition and you had to take medicine every day to keep your heart like yep. beating, you would take it. Yeah. And honestly like your brain the pills like is medicine for your brain because it makes you yeah. function normally I, as a person yeah. you know and like you don't need those intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. it just like makes living more difficult well, yeah and it's never it's just never been more apparent to me now like they're i mean i used to sort of roll my eyes when people would start talking about you know like a chemical imbalance or whatever yeah same because to course, me I, I like wanted to like glamorize my agony and yeah. make it more complicated than that yeah and alcohol then, helps with yeah that too. and then but then like once i just start like bit the bullet and started taking med meds i was like no straight up mm-hmm. chemical imbalance that's like one of the first steps to like you know um gaining this sense of strong sense yeah. of self and like starting to like yeah. yourself um i but. you were talking about like um you know, comparing it to like heart medication and stuff. And I, I just wanted to say, just, I mean, just in case there are people who are reluctant to like maybe tr- try this out based on like the politics of it. Um, it's still helpful to think of it in, in terms of like a, not to like sort of remove the brain component or the mind yeah. or the soul, like r- remove that. Uh-huh. And like people like to think of it like, or, or like antidepressants, like teleologically in that, like there's some like evil scheme Yeah, no, where, for sure. where it's like from the beginning, like these like big pharma, like has conspired to like get us all hooked on these like, it still crosses my mind right but it's like to me it's helpful to think of it oh god i'm sorry to use this word but like dialectically in that it's like there are reasons why people are so miserable and there are reasons why depression rates are going up like you can right i mean it's like this is real like it is real that people like suffering is getting worse in this country as like wealth inequality grows. Like um, that yeah. just, it makes sense. Um, and it also makes sense that there would be ways like, like medical innovations that arise from the very same material conditions that are making people miserable. And it's exactly like if you, have a heart condition like wow. you need to take care of the heart condition if the heart condition is diet related and it's because you are poor and you don't have access to healthy foods like that's still a problem whether or not yeah, you're getting yeah. treatment for the for your heart but like it's important that you treat 
your heart with yes. the available medication. With what's available. Like it's not helpful to like first stamp out like all the food deserts, mm-hmm. right? Like problems arise from certain conditions, and then not. I mean, maybe not solutions, but like ways of addressing the problems then arise in response and that's there's no there's no big evil scheme and and no, that's and of super, course that's of course really interesting to think well, about well and of course like yes the way that like covid vaccine yeah. like the race or like to get this covid vaccine like is rising at the same rate as covid you know yeah. like yeah. and as depression yeah, is yeah. rising they're coming up with more ways to like yeah control right. depression and it's like there are um, what was I gonna? I Sorry, totally, I no, no, to no, no. That's that's exactly basically what I was saying. Is that like, um, oh yeah, like there, it's like as these like medical like medical innovations arise that were you know that are previously unavailable mm-hmm. based on prior material conditions. Like, of of course, there's gonna be like some level of like you know exploitation and or cynical sort of maneuvering by if you know if if there's a profit motive there's going to be bad actors period also it's more shaming right you know like you you have to be miserable too you know right or you have to be some sort of like (laughs) martyr or you have to or it's like do you know who Andrew Solomon is? Yes. He wrote um, uh, a, he a wrote... big book about depression. Uh-huh. And one thing... I have not read it, but I have read it's pieces. He, one thing that stood out was the way he described depression, like the, the sensation of having. It's, I guess, to people who, like, haven't really had, like, clinical depression, like... It's impossible to like imagine what it to feels like, it, yeah. but if you have felt it, you understand it not as like a feeling, but as like an understanding right, of the right. world. Like you see everything clearly, and you are you are you f- the way you feel is perfectly rational because the world is so fucked. Yeah, and and the question isn't like you know, what is wrong with me? It's like, what is wrong with everybody else? Like, why, like, why are people not as miserable as me? Because mm-hmm. you feel like you There is some disdain. Understand it. Yeah. And I've had that so many times before. Like, it's not fair that these people just get to, like, right. live normal lives and, like, just, like, not want to die. Right. Like, I, it's not, how, how come they get to do that and I don't, you know? Yeah. It's, it's yep. Yep. Yeah, it's it's and it's like if you like before because like I mean I've been living I mean it, depression runs in my family like mm-hmm. it shouldn't come as any surprise that I've been living for years with like untreated like Same, yeah. significant depression I think it runs in mine too um, but my family's very anti yeah, getting the, help with yeah. anything the way um Andrew <laughs> Solomon describes it I'm like I'm like yeah that sums it up like that's why I never really like it makes so much sense that I had this problem though. And it also makes sense that I wasn't treating it because it, it didn't feel. It's not a feeling. It's an understanding. It's, it's like a, yeah, it doesn't feel like anything. It's. An attitude. It's, 
Or, I mean, yeah, but like, it's but, not when, an but once you once you start treating it, you you realize like, oh, it is a very distinct feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's heavy. It's very heavy. It's like foggy as hell. Yep. Um, and oh, it, it sucks. It's it's so it's crazy. Like I use the word heavy to describe it, and cluttered and foggy. Um, because so foggy. It's kind of like how you didn't realize that you would mutter to yourself until you stopped doing it. Yep. So I think depression just like adds so much to it, and then like once you remove it you have more room to like work on the foundations of, of yourself. So the first, for me, it started. So once I removed alcohol, mm-hmm. like from, from my life that, that, cause I knew that was like the main thing that had to go. I knew mm-hmm. it. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't want to quit. I wish I could drink every mm-hmm. effing day of my life, but, um, I mean, it'll kill me, you know, it's yeah. like my heart condition. Right. But, um, so once I removed that, the alcohol, my antidepressants started working so much better. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt so much lighter and I had more room and time to like work on my, become a person that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, I'm still not there. It's like a lifelong journey, but yeah. I find that like removing stuff, it's like the, the art of tidying or whatever, yeah. like just getting rid of uh-huh. excess n- negative stuff. And like yeah. by any means, well, not by any means possible, but like, I don't know if you have the cognizance to realize that you should probably take a break for a week from, yeah. from drinking then i mean that's a very positive step in like coming to terms with yourself which is like where it starts to changing like i want to to be sure and and honestly like three days in i feel so much better i was gonna like i'm ask how are you feeling i feel kind of great oh my god Uh, i mean all things consider you know like all things considered, right, I, right. I haven't. Not I haven't great, slept guys. in. <laughs> I haven't slept in two days because oh. I also have like terrible insomnia. That is a, is a whole big part thing. of quitting drinking. The um, sleeping. I, yeah, I did, I had to go to work at like six a.m. and yeah. and if I and I know like when I, if I know I have to wake up early, I cannot sleep. Yes, yeah, I, it can be so tired. Like. I can, I can, I can, I can do everything right. I can like, yeah, I can like, you know, I make a pot of like herbal tea and I like read a book and I like put on the little like twinkling like Christmas lights and like everything is as should be. And I'm just like, I have to be up in five hours. I have to be up in four hours. I have to be up in three hours. And then it's just like, it's done. It's time. And then you just, yeah. So that's, I'm totally loopy right now. For sure. Um, um, case, that, if that wasn't already apparent, everybody, I am totally sleep deprived <laughs> and loopy as hell and losing my train of thought very frequently. Well, it's good because the episode's about to um, oh, conclude. Perfect. Oh. Um, so, but you are mm. feeling, but aside from the sleep deprivation, you are, do you feel lighter, I, clearer? I mean, it's nice to be able to like not 
orders be in food just physical as soon as you wake up pain yeah it hurts um, hangovers suck i ass. i hope to sort of um continue the trend of i mean real quick i guess one last thing mm-hmm. is the the only thing be, uh, like my traditional like self medication was like exercise, which I think Damn. is like the best. I wish it could be like for I, me. endorphins. <laughs> can't recommend them enough. Um, oh. During I've, I like I didn't even think about this until just now. But, um, like quarantine, like that became a lot Crucial. harder. I, oh yeah, because um, there's no room. There's in these I, small yeah, like, apartments that we live my, in. I live in a place that's you don't want to. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like I just fell out of the habit. Yeah. Because I had a very specific routine that got ruined. And I was like, well, you know, lockdown is going to end at some point and then I'll just start back. But then like it never really Mad people gained weight over quarantine. I just want to let all listeners know that. You are not alone. Not alone. Like I have gained, everyone has. Yeah. So just like. I think, I think a lot of people have like just in general lost touch with their body and, yeah. and sort of lost the connection between the mind and the body. And mm-hmm. it sounds like hippy dippy shit, but like if you like, that's probably another reason why a lot of people are having a really hard time For sure. oh my is gosh. because Hev- the people are not like... moving around. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I think I heard that maybe some gyms are like open, opening up, uh, <laughs> yeah, either they already did today. or they're about to. And that, uh, is really cool and exciting and uh and that's the other thing i would recommend to people is uh endorphins endorphins well i want it not to scare you uh-huh. but once i started taking antidepressants uh-huh. um, i stopped getting like the happy high from exercise because you're kind of just like you're already stabilized kinda, yeah you don't need that like <laughs> boost but um, it's mind over matter. And if you, I mean, I, I enjoy doing ballet and I get yeah. a high and it's exercise. Yes. So like if you enjoy it as it is, then it, it it's good. It's good for, I mean, it's, you, you got to find something that works for you. Yeah. Exercising if, is so important. Every, it's like There's medicine. a lot of people who are like, I just hate exercising and I, I hate exercising. And I'm like, you just haven't found I hate something. it so much. It's so know. boring. I a lot of it can be boring. But I don't like um, running. It hurts my knees. I just love ballet, and I just look ballet at ballet is a good one, like art. But um, so I'm like I study ballet. It's something I study. It's yeah. not like that's a hard one. I know it is I mean, hard. From, I've, from I've what I know out, about ballet, it's I very fell out of my like ballet routine. I've just been like eating raw. I, I, I think it's really bed. it's a good one for you though because it requires so much like discipline. Oh, just I every, love like discipline. everything about it. <laughs> oh, I know you. You really like things to be like. Um, I'm very type A. You're very like told. yeah, type A and technical, and I feel like ballet is good because it's like you get to keep working on. Uh, like minute details perfect. until yeah <laughs> so ballet there's only one perfect like way to, yeah, it's to like, do it like black swan shit yeah that's something except another, less tragic yeah well i don't know <sighs> that's another thing that i could talk about maybe write a whole book on okay. but <laughs> but no you should antidepressants good exercise good 
taking a week off from drinking so far so good so far so good i'm glad i got to uh talk with you about it yeah also i have like gabapentin which is a non-addictive sleeper pill that i'm prescribed it's like another antidepressant it's it's supposed to be an antidepressant but they give it to like people when they're leaving the psych ward yeah it's like trazodone okay my roommate oh sorry i'm not supposed to all right my roommate has trazodone to help sleep as well yeah i I mean trazodone is good stuff i'll give you some of mine um because i think that's a fine thing to do if you're not sleeping you can like start tripping and hallucinating great i mean you've stayed up before right yep so you know i know um and that's not so i I think i think um the sleep thing will probably start resolving itself it'll subside i think a lot of it is just like of course i'm not sleeping because i've just spent like black most of the month passing out like yeah or like staying up like well past Mm -hmm. the sun has come up oh yeah there was no sleep schedule at all so it makes sense that like i cut everything off cold turkey and like suddenly like my body doesn't know how to sleep no that that makes makes total sense also i think you're not alone in that and no i think everyone kind of has lost track of time and a sleep schedule and a sense of anything you know and yeah. like any kind of things like are sense still of time. so weird. it doesn't we should just like stop keeping track of the date and time because it doesn't even matter anymore I know. like at all when they i remember earlier this year like early or like early mid covid when we set the clocks forward or ahead or something i was like what's even the point <laughs> i mean like why and, I, I, and then like, I, like two weeks later i'm like think we should about there was like a change it again why not time right that's it's like, crazy we should I just mean, like mix it really, up <laughs> we're all gonna be dealing with like time issues i think like it's september forever. isaac can you believe it yeah it's like it's like almost fall yeah september october so it's september october Hot november girl, december summer, three. this year was a no-go yeah and if you had fun this summer congratulations and I you know you kept what it to yourselves and but and no shame and, no shame. and i think we all <laughs> found ways i think yeah i think fun is an essential thing to have I think it's a good thing to have. It's like medicine. And, and you know what? It's kind of good to to seek it out and not post it on Instagram. Not just to avoid shame, but because... It's your own... It's kind of nice to just Little thing that you that. get to have. I don't know. Not to be on my high horse. No, and, no. It's so and we're nice. All, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to go straight back to my regularly well, scheduled... Well, you don't like, know that. Instagram addiction, three. but like... Oh, Instagram. Or like Twitter. Twi- it's, it's mainly like Twitter stuff. Whatever. That's well, a you're one story. thing at a time, one yeah. step at a time, one yeah, day at yeah. a time, one addiction at a time. I still vape. I drink coffee. I guess people are mad anti-coffee these days. Oh, are they? Yeah. Nope, I'm not taking that away from me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've been shamed, coffee shamed oh, no. a few times. God, I, I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. Well, no more coffee for the rest of the day because you're going to have a sound night of sleep tonight. I hope so. And I, I'm excited. If you, if you, oh, if you have a sleep crystal. Oh, I do. Rub I it on my celestite, forehead or whatever. Uh, amethyst. I have a bunch. Um, if anyone needs any crystal prescriptions, yeah. I can help you out because I got into crystals during quarantine as well. Okay. And okay. I think that is a wrap. We're at 59 minutes. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much, Thanks, Isaac. Al. This I nice. am excited for your week. Thank you. 
Thanks for kicking off Gay Guy Week here yep. on the pod. I, I am excited to listen to all the other gay guys. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Coming in for Gay Guy Week. Gay Guy Week on Al Anonymous. Okay. Guy. Goodbye, listeners. Take care. Uh, take your medicine. Do yes. exercise. Put your phone down. And don't feel so terrible all yeah. the time. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. Okay. Ciao. Okay. Bye.